What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly sports history for November 23rd, 2022. Before we get into everything, just a few quick housekeeping updates. Uh, I finally was able to change my Instagram handle, so it'll be easier for me to find. So if you guys would rather don't have TikTok or Twitter and it's easier for you to watch something on Instagram than it is on YouTube... I am. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Philly Jimbo, all one word at Philly Jimbo on Instagram. Still on TikTok and Twitter at Jimbo underscore Mont. If you're friends with me outside of this, you can always watch them on Facebook. I also post the podcast link. If you're listening on podcasts, thank you. How are you? Make sure to hit the like and subscribe button. It'd be a great way to show your thankfulness for Thanksgiving. If you hit the like and subscribe, if you're watching on YouTube. Same deal, but all right, getting into some of the updates from last night. Uh, tough one for the Temple Owls, they lost to the Richmond Spiders 61 to 49. Not really sure what, what's going on. Nobody really showed up to play except for Khalif Battle. I don't know if it was due to being up, uh, I believe they were in, I don't even know where the tournament was, to be honest, but I, I don't know whether it's because it was a tournament and they're they're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Uh, but not a good loss if you're looking to to make an NCAA tournament run. They definitely have themselves in a pretty tough uh, tough hole now. I mean, basically they have to go probably 60-70% of their wins in the AAC right now, which could be a tough ask. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But Aaron McKee's team, has they painted themselves into a corner now. Uh, not much unlike John Cheney's teams, um, <clears throat> but I mean, this schedule was not a John Cheney schedule per se. So you got to, I mean, they're they're two they're two and four. They easily could be five and one, six and zero. Oh. Um, they should at minimum be three and three though. So it's not definitely not a good look for them. So we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. They play Drexel on Sunday, but. It's the news college or college sports in general landscape, and it's tough to keep good players on your team, especially when you're a team like Temple, unfortunately, who they and we'll get more into this as we get into the new year. But I mean, they put all their eggs in football, and they bet on the Big East, and everything was there, and then boom, the Big East basketball teams broke away and kind of screwed them. So I don't know. Looking back on it, I mean, we have the benefit of hindsight. Maybe they should have focused more on base basketball. But, I mean, at the time, they, they struck while the arm was hot. It's just the way the, the landscape played out. But enough on that. Ben Simmons made his triumphant return. And hopefully at this point we can put the whole Ben Simmons thing to bed. I mean, I'm, I'm over it. I Personally, like I was flipping between that and the Temple game. But I didn't necessarily think that the crowd reactions and everything were as intense and rabid as everybody made them seem to be. I mean, yeah, there were some boos. Um, he got into it with George Niang. Um, I don't know. I mean, that was a little punk move, and I can't believe the the refs actually upheld that that foul call. But whatever. He and of course he made one of the two free throws. But the Sixers did get the last laugh. They beat the Nets one fifteen to one oh six without their big three. So there was no MB, no Harden, no Maxi. However, the Nets had their big three in Kyrie, KD, and Ben. So the Nets just are not a good team. 
And I, I don't know whether it's all the Kyrie stuff. Ben Simmons is just a, a cancer to whatever locker room he goes to. KD's lost stuff, although KD just does KD things a lot. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. But Ben gave his appreciation to the Sixers fans by giving everybody in attendance free nuggets. So hopefully now that everybody has their nuggets, Ben said thank you for that. and Or you're welcome for that, I should say. Thank you for my time in Philly. Hopefully we can just move on because, honestly, I'm sick of hearing about it. Um, but I will be touching base on it later and back to the future. So be on the lookout for that. All right. So let's go back to 1989 today. So on this day, November 23rd, 1989, the Eagles played the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. They thumped them 27 to nothing. This was Troy Aikman's rookie year. Uh, Chris Carter had th- caught three passes for 53 yards and, of course, two touchdowns because that's all he does is catch touchdowns, um, according to Buddy Ryan anyway. Um, if you know, if you don't know the story, he cut him basically because he was in- drinking a lot, involved in drugs, and basically Buddy Ryan protected his players, didn't want anybody to know, so he cut him so he could get some help. Um, obviously, he went back and played with the Vikings and had basically a Hall of Fame career there. But reunited with Randall Cunningham at one point, too, no less. But Buddy Ryan's reason for cutting him was because all he did was catch touchdowns. Um, and I mean, it's a joke, but Chris Carter has talked openly about how that move saved his life. So having a little fun with that. Keith Byers also ran in a touchdown. Roger Ruzak kicked two field goals. Now, why am I talking about the kicker kicking two field goals? Well, this game was more than just a Thanksgiving game between the Cowboys and the Eagles. This was Bounty Bowl in which Jimmy Johnson alleged that Buddy Ryan put a bounty out on Luis and Dejas, the, the Cowboys kicker, who earlier in the season was released by the Eagles for being just not making kicks and replaced by Roger Ruzak. He also said he put a bounty on Troy Aikman, but I don't know. Troy Aikman, I mean, it was his rookie year. He was sacked twice, uh, threw three interceptions. It just, I mean, he talks about it all the time now, about how just impossible that defense was to um, just play against and, and everything. But Jimmy Johnson then asked about it after the game. Uh, well, why don't you talk to him about it? And he was like, well, he that he took his fat rear end into the dressing room and, and wouldn't shake my hand and I'm paraphrasing, but he did say fat rear end into the dressing room and he wouldn't talk about it. And then Buddy Ryan, once he heard about it in, in typical Buddy Ryan fashion said, well, I resent that. I've been on a diet and I've lost a couple pounds. I thought I was looking good. And I don't know what happened. I mean, I, I look back at the the hit that the alleged hit on Zendejas. I think it was by uh, Jesse Small. I mean, it was a tough hit. I don't think. I mean, in today's NFL, obviously, it would have been a penalty. I mean, you get two yards of a quarterback or a kicker or anything there. They're throwing a 15-yard penalty. But back then, it was a different game. And it was borderline, but I don't think it was anything more, worse than what you, you, you used to see back then. I mean, Reggie White used to just club people and just toss them and it just was like I said a different game but I don't know the Eagles actually that this was an important game for them because they kind of went on a little bit of a run to go they finished one game behind I think it was the Giants that year um, for the division title Um, but they went to the wild card round they went on a little run finished 11 and 5 
Lost to the Rams that year at the Vet 21-7 for their second straight first-round playoff loss. Cowboys, obviously, that was the year they went 1-15. It was Aikman's rookie year, but all the pieces started to come into place for what would be their historic run that made many people across the country and many people in Philadelphia who are weak-minded, front-running people became they became Cowboys fans uh, because of this team. But I don't know. Was there a bounty? I mean, I would imagine, yes, Buddy Ryan was paying players to, to get big hits. I mean, Greg Williams and Sean Payton just recently, within the past 10 to 15 years, were suspended for a whole season because of putting bounties on players. So you go back even further to the late 80s, early 90s, when it was a completely different game. There's no doubt in my mind Buddy Ryan was paying them to, to hit them. So, it, again, it was kind of more acceptable. I mean, I used to get, when I played football in middle school, we used to get crackle bars for big big hits or big cracks on on players. So it, that's just the way and the mentality was back then. You you wanted to hit people hard. I don't necessarily we were never taught to do anything dirty. I don't think like I said that Jesse Small hit didn't seem dirty to me within the the parameters of the rules back then, but that's just the way it was. Like whether it's an NFL player getting $200 or me as a 7th grader getting a crackle bar. I mean is there much of a difference? I don't know. And it, it still adds to the lure of the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry, though. So we'll just go with it. On this day in 1989, it was Bounty Bowl 1. Eagles beat the Cowboys 27-0 on Thanksgiving. It's the day before Thanksgiving. If you're going out, be safe. Have yourselves a Wednesday. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.